This is a podcast. Yeah, it is. Where my dog pees in the floor repeatedly. Oh, no. Ew, pee. Oh, oh my goodness. Recording? I love podcasts. I thought you were about to say you love pee. <laughs> <laughs> I love Not podcasts. that. Podcast starts with pee. Oh, my goodness. I love pee. Every, Every podcast, podcast begins with pee. <laughs> Every podcast begins with pee. Welcome to Make Believe Heroes, an actual play, the fifth edition, Dungeons and Dragons Adventure for Everyone. I'm your dungeon master. I'm your friend, your pal, your guidance counselor. My name is Paul, and I'm joined today by four people who are also my friends. Hi, I'm Jeffrey, and I play Kjord. Hey, I'm Felicia, and I play Mogret Stonefire. Hi, I'm Ezra. Hi. I'm Ezra. Hi, 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 hi. I play Claren. Hola, so is Zach. Play Chris. Play. Es increíble lo hermosa que eres. And we're going to play some Dungeons and Dragons. We're excited to get into the next step of the adventure. But first, a couple things we need to take care of up front. We have a five-star review for you today. Uh, this is a five-star review from the country of Germany. All the way back in oh, wow. May 2021. This review is a five-star review, and if you want to help out our show, go on to uh, on to iTunes or wherever podcast reviews are accepted, like Good Pods and things like that. Leave us a five-star review, and we'll read it live on the air, just like the Big Peach, who left us this review, very mystical and full of fantasy. This is one of my favorite podcasts because it's full of fantasy and unexpected twists. I think that everyone should at least try this podcast. I hope everyone else enjoys it as much, very much, as me. Thank you very much, uh, to Big Peach. We really appreciate the review. Thank you so much. Uh, also, we want to give a shout-out to one of our patrons who have gone to patreon.com slash makebelieveheroes and supported us with their hard-earned cash. We appreciate you, all that you do for making so much of this possible. Here's your shout-out, JC. Hey. Yeah, go JC. 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 You're the best. Also known as <laughs> Zalku, I think is how you say that. Zalku, the haiku god on Discord. Thank you so much, JC, for all of your support. You rock. So uh, before we get started, we've got to do something we did not do last time because of my forgetfulness. we got to roll this giant blue D20. It's a five. It's a five. It that's rocks. very middle of the room. It's, it's kind of that's, a little lower, end, I would say. That's <laughs> like half of the middle of the room. Yeah, it's like, uh, it's like a quarter it's on of the, the wrong road. side it's of the like road. It's like kind of in the ditch. Yeah, kind of. So let's talk about what happened last time. On Dragon Ball Z. On Make Believe Heroes. Last time, our adventurers got some much-needed rest after a grueling battle against one another. Chris, coming to terms with the fact that he had bested his companions, or at the very least in one battle he had, sort of. Uh, Mogert was struggling with uh, dealing with the loss of that battle. Depression. Cure was pretty much just wrapped up in this cool new shield that he got. Uh, Clarence, salty. Yeah. But as they gathered together to go head toward the waxing way in, a unexpected visitor appeared. Mogert's mom, Emilia. She came to visit Mogert, and actually she came to drag her home by her braids, she said. 
four times. But after seeing her fight, she was very proud and decided the Mogert was ready, and so she stuck around. Then the four of them uh, finally gathered together at the Waxing Way Inn to uh, enjoy a nice feast prepared by Garla, free of charge for the champions of the day. And as they celebrated with uh, giant roasted turkey, pecan pie, mm. watermelons, and free yeah. drinks all around, uh, everyone gathered together and began to chant for Chris to give a speech. And boy, did he speech. He cried. They all felt awkward. And um, then he sat down. And it was good. It was good. And Chris Wholesome. was comforted. But as the night was winding down and Claren leaned back, enjoying the evening. Always something. He happened to spot a strange figure mm. who made a brief eye contact with him and then sent him a message with Thieves Cant to meet them outside and not let anyone know. And so, Claren uh, stepped away from the table, making a simple excuse, and snuck outside and around the corner following the shadowy figure. And as he turned the third corner looking into the alley, he sees none other than his father standing there. Son, we need to talk. Why are you here? Talk about what? Look, son, I, uh, I saw you fight today. Oh. And, uh, you know, you did good in the first uh, one. You know, you did pretty good. You, uh, you held your own, of course. I mean, totally honest, you know, you were kind of, you, you were definitely, you were definitely benefited by the fact that there were the trees. Yeah. And there was, like, they were all focused on each other, sort of, while you took them out one by one and all of that. And, um. That's how we were trained, man. I agree. As an assassin. Yeah. You're right. But the, 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 it was I, open. I mean, there was nowhere to hide. That is not your playing field, son. No, it's not. I did what I could. I mean, look, look. I, I, I know. I told you I was gonna leave you alone. Oh, I told you I said okay. I'm leave you alone. You do your thing. If you're not gonna come with me, that's fine. Don't get yourself killed. I told you that. Remember? And I told you that I, you know. I mean, look, we're enemies. At the end of the day, if you're with Kjorg and and all of those guys, then we are enemies because I am with them. I am with the Unchained. I'm with Grand and and them. Then don't be. <laughs> I told you. That, that there's nothing okay. for that I, now. You I, understand Okay, it. Yeah, yeah. That is what it is. And I know that I asked you to to leave. And I told you you could join us and all that. But Okay, why are you here then? Let's get to it. Because after seeing you fight today, surely now you understand you're out of your league. Are you trying to say that I'm weak? No, son. I'm not trying to say that you're weak. I'm saying that you're wasting your talents on this crap. What else would I be wasting them on then? You wouldn't be. What are you what are you asking of me? What do you want? So uh there were these guys. These guyses? There were these guys that I uh, sent, you know, up toward Port Lunel. Okay. You remember those guys? Yeah. There were two of them. Hmm? You remember their names? Yeah, I was about to say. Um it's one of them Talman, I think. Pretty sure Talman was the one who stayed alive. Oh, right? it was. Uh, was it the one? I, which one did I kill? Talmudge. Cleric is the one I killed. I'm pretty sure Cleric is the one. Cleric's the one I killed because you said it weird. Cleric. Was it like. It was Talman and. Uh, I couldn't remember the other one uh, as I killed yeah, The him. other one you murdered uh, in a dark alley in the rain. Am I right? I did. That's, and, what, that's what Talman told me. Yeah. Oh, you got my message. I forgot I sent that. He's a very loyal person. He, he listens very well. So you see your talent. 
You see your strength. Uh, you want to act like you're on this high horse. Um, you want to act like you're some kind of righteous, some kind of hero. I don't act like that. You're not. You're no hero. No, son. You're not. And, and that's okay. Not everybody's cut out to be, you know, a hero. Not everybody's cut out to be Kjorg, okay? And, and no one even wants to be. Hey! I've done told you I'm not here to be a hero. I'm not even here to win. <laughs> I was here to find you, and I did. Yes, I and mean, then why did you participate in the gauntlet today? Because I have made friends. Ah, uh, and those friends you made, they put a hurting on you out there. Have we supposed to? I was right. trying to hurt them just as much. Sure, I'm not saying they did you so wrong. They're bigger than me, and they wasn't working with me. They were trying to fight each other. That was the whole reason. Yeah, you don't belong with them. I'm sure if you was one-on-one -on -one with all of them at the same time, I'm sure that it would be the same outcome for you. Oh, maybe it would. That's why I'm not in this, because I don't belong with them either. Do you understand? Then where do you belong? I belong where I'm at, son. Why? Why? Told you, I've made... Look, if I could turn back, maybe I'd do some things different. Maybe I wouldn't. I belong with Grand, Alina, you know, even Orok to some extent. I mean, he's... You're acting he's like dead, you're some, but... some person that has been bought and now you are... They own you. No, 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 no. They don't, they don't own me. I chose. I told you. I already made the choice. The choice has been made and now I... Well, then that's your choice, not mine. Look, I'm trying to tell you, if we win, and we're going to win, we're, we're, listen to me, son, we are going to win. Well, if you win, you can just know that you won, and it costed you your family. When we win, I will have so much money. I don't care about money. Come on. I don't. Don't tell me you don't care about money. I raised you. I know you care about money. That night, I could have took all the money they had and I did not. What are you talking about? Look, I know you care about money. You know you care about money. You may be trying to tell yourself that you don't. But when this all plays out, I'm going to come out good, golden. Lots of money. But Lots of what? power. For what? What do you mean for what? You're going to... It's going to cost innocent lives and you don't care? Innocent lives. Well, they're innocent to you, innocent uh -huh. to me. Mm -hmm. But Gl Glaric was not innocent, right? Because he did bad things, right? Just because people do bad things oh, doesn't uh, mean uh, they let, can't let me, change. Let me guess, your mother, she's innocent. She was innocent to me, I didn't know. Oh, she was innocent to you. Your mother was anything but innocent. <gasps> and you know it. I know you like to tell yourself that I made you guys enter into this lifestyle that I forced her to to bend to my will as some sort of wicked evil mastermind but we both know I was no mastermind back then I was in over my head I got involved with the hot feet well your mother she wanted to do things differently she decided to you know start pushing the buttons and start trying to she wanted to steer the ship in her direction and she made powerful people angry she was not innocent. She had as much blood on her hands as I have on mine and you have on yours. That might be so. No, 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 that is so. Would you she stop talking for five seconds and stop I'm acting sorry. like you run the show everywhere you go? I'm sorry. Say your piece. She might not have been innocent. Neither am I. Hmm. But I gotta move past those. And if you ain't willing to do that... I'm not coming with you. That, that, that's never going to happen. I've turned a new path, and it's much more rewarding. 
I don't have to hide from people whenever I do something. Now whenever I do something for somebody, it, it means more when you do it and people appreciate it. You should try it. Uh, but, but who cares? Good people care. Who cares about that? How can you live your whole life and still not see it? I live my life for me. Yeah. You talk about how you've gotten past... There's more past, people in the world besides you. You talk about how you've gotten past what you've done. But the truth is you haven't. The fact that you, you're trying to make reparations for, for all the bad you've done. I know how it is. I can see the guilt on your face. It's not because you've gotten past it. It's because you can't get past it. That will run out. You can't ever get past it, but you can keep moving forward. I'm moving forward. No. I'm moving beyond it. No. And I'm saying, I don't care what happened. I don't, look, yeah, I've done bad things. I've hurt good people. Do I wish I hadn't? Have? Yes. But I'm not going to let them hold me back. The you, difference. on the other hand... Are, when you're dead, no one's going to care about you. I'm not going to care about you. Uh, I on. don't care about you. We both know that's not true. I've tried. If you didn't care about me, you wouldn't be standing here right now. I didn't so. know who you were. Come on. You come in shady because you don't want nobody to see your face because you're afraid of what they'll do to you if they I'm find out who you are. afraid of what they'll do to me. Then why don't you walk out into the light and show people who you are? Because? Because you're afraid of who you are. You don't like who you are. You wish you could turn back, but you can't because you've done so much, and now you feel like you're stuck in a loop, and they own you, and you're afraid. I got out because I'm more of a man than you are. You, you think and you've always thought that you're better than me but I know you and when it comes right down to it and it's your life on the line for those I'm not going to be the one to rescue next time I'm not going to be the one to save you think you're more of a man than me that's fine you hate me okay I won't bother you anymore I watched you fight out there today and I experienced fear. Talk about fear, I experienced fear. I saw you getting beat down, cut, burned. And I thought, what's he doing out there for nothing? Don't act for like nothing. you care now. I, th I do care. That's why I'm here. Doing everything I can to try and get you to come with me, with people who I know can protect you. But you don't want that. That's fine. You don't want to come with me. That's fine. You hate me. Okay. That's fine. You're more of a man than me. You're a, you're a big man. Cool. Since when does being a man mean you got all the money and you take and can hurt anybody you want and uh, you got more power? No, a man a man takes what he wants. A man wouldn't have sent his wife out no matter what the circumstance to be killed. You coward. You don't And you left me. You don't know. So you can go back to your little Shut up. posse, Shut whatever they up. are. No, Shut up. No. <laughs> he takes a step towards you, son, I'm telling you, close your mouth. What are you gonna do? He punches you in the face. He's going to roll for it. I mean, he's going to roll for it. Are my Mogert senses tingling, and I know that Claren just got hurt, because I will run out there and I'll beat the Falcon with a butt. He got a natural one. He rolled a natural one. Oh, man, he missed. He takes a swing at you. Yeah, you can easily dodge it, and you can retaliate. I dodge it and grab his fist. Okay. I'm going to show you what real men do. You're my father. I don't want to hurt you. I tried to get you to listen to me, but you won't. So you can go back to where you came from and tell your little friends that we'll be ready. And I'm going to go back in here with my friends, and I'm going to try my best. And if I die, I die for something worth dying for. You turn around, you head back toward the uh, end. He turns facing the other direction. He does not follow you. Good. 
Good. You go should. back inside. I do. Go back inside. Everyone's still eating and, and celebrating. But the, the crowd started to die down somewhat. It's getting pretty late. It's actually really late now that you think about it. And Super late. What do you do? I sit down and I I say, Gala. Yes, Claren. What can I do for you? I need the biggest hard drink you got. Um, all right. Bring you some rock gut. I can do that. Are you sure? Positive. Okay. What are the rest of you doing? What time does uh, the smith open? Oh, I'm sure he'll be going early in the morning. Um, right and early. How early is that? I mean, you know, probably an hour, within an hour of sunrise. So let's get up. And we need to be up at sunrise. Sure. I mean, you know, you get one day off. Why not get up at sunrise, right? Okay, we'll be up at sunrise. Well, then we should probably be getting some rest. Um, she stands up. Garla, thank you so much for all of this. It's been really nice. And Garla, uh, oh, you're very welcome, Juniper. And and congratulations to our champions of the day and the ones who are still around the clap. She kind of sits about cleaning things up. Chris is very intoxicated. Oh, no. So as, unconscious. As he's walking upstairs and sees Claren with, like, that big bottle or mm. glass of... Whatever. Whatever. I'm going to walk by and like nudge him on the shoulder and be like, What's wrong, Claren? You act like you saw the Falcon. <laughs> and then just walk <laughs> yeah, upstairs. Yeah. <laughs> Good night, buddy. Yeah. You don't even know. Mogert's mom is staying there with Mogert. Well, Mogert, I suppose we should also turn in. I've got a long journey tomorrow. And uh, ooh, I'm a little lightheaded. Yeah. We. We definitely should, especially if we're getting up at sunrise. Right. Um, well, I don't think we all have to do that. Just Georg is going to uh, do something. Well, we we usually do everything together, so... Well, I figured maybe you'd see me off in the morning. Oh, uh, yeah. I, I'm sure that would be okay, too. Um, and I I think I'm going to send Smokey with you. I've thought about it. Yeah, yeah, you said. And, and that'll be all right. How is that, Smokey? How do you feel about that? Going oh, home with Mama? Y'all go upstairs and go to bed. Go to bed. <laughs> You're all in bed. I'm in bed. You all make your way upstairs. You get into the rooms, mm. fall into your respective places, and go to sleep. Uh, Mogert and her mom share one of the beds. I dream of the war. You're all sleeping, resting. Georg, sleeping. Clarence, sleeping. Chris, sleeping. <laughs> Juniper is sleeping. Amelia is sleeping. Mogert is sleeping. And as she is sleeping, Mogert, you awake, stretching. Feel good and rested, and you open your eyes, look around, and it's light in here, so the sun must be up. Oh, it's already sunrise. But then you look around and everybody else is asleep in the room. Now that you look around, it doesn't exactly look like the sun is up. It's just kind of like a hazy, almost like a tealish color light. She's like rubbing her eyes. I shouldn't have drank those ales. Uh, and then you hear uh, a chair being pulled out. And you look over the little table there. And uh, sitting at the table is your great, 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 greatest, great, whatever, great, granny. <laughs> There's so many greats. Gertie. Well, hello, Mogert. Gertie! I know, I know, I know. I told you you wouldn't be hearing from me for quite a while, and that is supposed to be the case, but um, won't you come and sit with your your old Gertie? Hmm? Of course. Did you see my mom's over here? Oh, yes, I did. I did. She made the trip to see you. That's very nice of her. I see, I'm, I'm glad to see that the two of you have sort of made up. 
Yeah, I was kind of upset after talking to Kilmont and him telling me how bad of a child I was for leaving her mom and yeah. a lot of things. Well, you know, sometimes it's hard to understand how our decisions affect others, right? Yeah. It's, it's not always easy to just read a situation and know exactly what's right in the right moments, but... Um, I don't have long to talk, Mogur. I just wanted to touch base with you for a few. I saw you fight, of course. I was watching you, as I do. Well, you did great, by the way. Thank you. Thank you. Are you okay, Mogur? I'm all right. I had some ills, and then there's a lot of things going on in my head. Yes. I got second. Well, second place is perfectly fine, Mogur. Do you think I won every battle I faced? I know, my mom gave me the same speech last night. I lost night. so many times. I got knocked on my bottom, mm-hmm. uh, got beaten up, cut, stabbed, bludgeoned, pierced. All the damages, fire, All of them. ice, everything. Let me tell you, I mean, I really, <laughs> the, the gauntlet, I, I did win, but not the, not the first time I fought. It really? took a lot of tries. Yes, of course. Of course. You didn't think I just walked in. Woke up one day. I don't know. Put on my shoes and went out and was the greatest warrior who ever lived. I don't know. That's kind of the stories that were told back at the clan. Mobert, you're young. I lived a long life. I was over 200 years old when I won the gauntlet. Hmm. Wow. Mobert, 200 years. No, I'm only 20. You've got a long road ahead of you. But I'm gonna do my best and try. I already, I already promised, Mom. If you're gonna be the ancestral guardian, the very best. then you're gonna have to be able to take a punch. Mm-hmm. And I don't mean a literal punch. I mean, you get knocked down, but you get up again. <laughs> I Never think that should be a down. song. It should. <laughs> it's got a real tub-thumping yeah, sort of it beat does. to it. You can't just give up when things get real bad and you lose. You gotta just get up and go back and try again until you win. But even that's not why I'm here today. Mm. There's something you need to know about this power, this ancestral guardian power. You see, the key word, I think, in your mind is ancestral, right? You're inheriting the, pe- the powers of your ancestors. But the truth is, that the key word is guardian. Mm. The ancestral guardian's job their responsibility is to guard, to protect others. Now, last time we talked, I told you, you don't have to be a warrior. Also, I heard your mom tell you about your dad. Told him I wouldn't tell you that or any of his children. And that's fine. She told you. and She's got the right to do that. But your dad chose a different path. And you can too, if you want. You don't have to do this. But I think we both know you want to do it. I do. We both know that you've got the fire in you. But... You've got to remember, your job is to protect, to guard. And while I know in that fight yesterday there was no one to guard but yourself, the powers that you've inherited are not meant to protect you. They're meant to protect others. You recall against those giant lizards? Oh my goodness, what about those giant lizards? Weren't those cool? Hey, you saw all that. Yeah, of course I did. There was a lot going on. And I remember in that battle there was a moment where... You had an opportunity to 
to guard one of your companions and instead you guard it yourself. That is a natural instinct. To hunt, it's completely natural. You should guard yourself. You should guard yourself more. You should be careful. You should protect yourself, right? Right. But that power is meant for protecting others. You understand that, don't you? Yes, I just got scared. Oh, I know. Don't think I never got scared, Mogart. The night I named that hammer, the night I met Shelbert, and I, I fought that that rock. It was a desert rock. I was terrified, but I I, I killed it. I won. But I didn't always win. Sometimes I lost. There were times I thought I was going to die. I thought, well, this is it. I gave it my best, and here we go. Fear is normal, but you are more than that. You're bigger than that. You're the ancestral guardian of the Stonefire clan. And the ancestral guardian has to guard others. You understand, right? I do understand. I'm not trying. Look, don't get down in the dumps. It's all right. You're new to this. You're just learning. And I'll just tell you, for me, I didn't have someone to hold my hand and teach me. It was hard. It was hard lessons for me to learn. And it took a lot of years. So just cut yourself lucky that, that now you can learn early on. and You can be a much better guardian than I ever was. Do you think I could actually win this gauntlet this time? Sure I do. You could. But if you don't... It's not I'll, the end. I'll be okay. Yeah, if you don't, you'll you'll get them next time. Also, there is a lot more going on than uh, right yeah. the gauntlet. A lot of bad things, and in fact, it sounds like it might be a little bit more important than winning a competition. I'll keep my guard up uh, for others. Right, see for yourself for, too. For, but but I will I will do my best. But I will also think about. The bigger picture. Good. Well, I'm afraid our time's up, Mogart. Come here, give Gertie a hug. She runs over there and gives her a really big hug. It's warm. I'm really glad it's you, Mogart. I love being with you. And and one day, once you get stronger, it'll be easier for us to talk. All right? I can't wait. Until then, just know I love you. I love you too, Gertie. And you wake up. You wake up. You're in the room. It's still dark. It's still night. I look over at my mom. She's sleeping. I kind of like fix her hair a little and I mm. lay back down and nuzzle up next to her. So sweet. Okay. So uh, a few hours pass and the sun rises. And as it does, Kjorg, you awaken to the bright morning sun. Uh, Juniper also awakens. Good morning. Are we like all sleeping uh, in the same room? No, sleeping there's in two the rooms. You're okay. in two rooms and kind of like little, couches and beds and different places. Sounds a little weird. Kind of like a communal thing. Juniper, uh, oh, good uh, good morning, Kjorg. Um, sleep well? Yes. Well, um, let, let's go downstairs. <gasps> Goodness, sorry. Um, uh, all that celebrating really took it out of me. Um, let's go downstairs to get some breakfast, maybe some orange juice and uh, some coffee maybe for me. And then we can uh, head over to Cliff's uh, blacksmith shop, okay? Yes, I'm ready to go. Chris, you're awake? Everyone who wants to be awake is, is awake. I who am wants awake. to be awake? Is everybody, is everybody getting awake or just Chris who's getting awake? I, I don't sleep, know when yeah, uh, her mom is leaving, but it was later. So depending on when that is, I'll be awake around that time. 
You know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. So, Kjorg, you and Juniper are, are about to head downstairs. Chris, you're awake. You see them up. Yes. Oh, good morning, Chris. Uh, you going to come get some breakfast? Uh, Yeah, I might grab something on my way out. Um, oh. Do you know if there are any, like, magic shops close by or... Um, what sort of shop are you, are you looking for? Uh, probably something where I could find some scrolls, maybe try to learn some new spells. Oh, looking for new spells? Yeah. Um, well, the best thing would probably be like, um, well, I'm sure there are like some shops, but if you're looking for like really good stuff, um, there are the libraries, um, and there, there are wizards there who study and I'm sure they could hook you up with some things. Oh, okay. Um... Is that on this side of town, or...? So on the northern side of Dimmerhold, in the Lunar Circlet, there's um, there's actually a Fortress Frostbeard. Um, it's technically the ancestral home of the Frostbeards, which are which is the actual line of the king. So look, the queen, Barda, is actually Barda Frostbeard. Um, Duran Shattershield married Barda, and hence he became the king and she the queen and, and all of that good stuff. Um, they have the the greatest library in Dimmerhold, and they they employ a lot of wizards and, and practice a lot of magics and things. So um, that would be the place to go. And I, if you'd like to come with us, I can get you probably like a um, a recommendation from Queen Barda. I'm sure she would be happy to give you one to get you in the door. Uh, yes, please. Okay, so uh, why don't you come with Kjorg and I? Then we're going to see Cliff. So it's on the way. Sounds good to me. All right, so y'all head downstairs to get some breakfast. Uh, Claren and Mogert and Mogert's mom and Smokey, you guys sleep in a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, so y'all go downstairs, you get some breakfast. It's kind of, you know, normal fare. And then you head over toward the Chateau Shattershield. Ow, Jeffrey. You get to the Chateau Shattershield and um, uh, Juniper takes you inside. She hooks you up with one of the attendees um, and she adds. Asks them to send a message to Queen Barda for Chris, who she some tendies? who she now knows. Like you all, you're not like buddies necessarily, but they know you. And she just asks for I can go for some tendies a, right now. A recommendation, some cheeky tendies, a recommendation to get into yeah. um, the Fortress Frostbeard into the libraries. And so they go about getting that. And she says uh, they'll they'll give it to you. And and it, it's literally it's at the northern the northernmost point of the lunar circle. You you can't miss it. Okay. Okay. Thank you. Uh, we'll we'll see you later. We've got some business to take care of. Right, Kjorg? Yes. All right. Have fun. Good luck, Chris. Kjorg and Juniper, you go uh, back out of the chateau and make your way over to Cliff's workshop. Uh, the door is open, and you can hear a lot of clanging coming from inside. Uh, you approach the doorway, and you see... Clifford! Uh, you call out Clifford, and you see an old, white-haired dwarf covered in soot inside. He's got something wrapped around his head, and he's wearing big old mittens, like gloves. And he is banging away on some hot metal, and he does not turn towards you. Hello? Uh, hello? Still nothing. He just keeps banging on the metal. I go in. He's got AirPods in. Uh, be careful. You go forward. He just He's yes. ignoring you, banging on the metal. I... Take out my hammer and pot. Touches okay. It. And I clang it. Okay. Do you do it when he's clanging or when he's not? On the offbeat. Gotcha. Okay, so it's offbeat hammer clanging. Uh, and it goes on for a few beats, and then he kind of stops, and he, he looks around. He's kind of like confused. He turns it. Oh, goodness gracious. <coughs> <laughs> 
and he reaches up and he pulls out of his ears like this black looking cotton that's all, gotten all gross now out of one of each of his ears sorry <clears throat> uh, I wear these uh, plugs in my ears um, getting losing a bit of my hearing from all this beating on this metal for these years Yes, if you, if that you have sound <laughs> over over 90 or so decibels for too long, <clears throat> you will lose your hearing oh, really? eventually. Yes. Wow, that's the smartest thing Kjorg's ever said. Well, uh, that's... Uh, Kjorg would not know that. That's a part <laughs> of the reason those loud noises. Uh, hearing this ringing in my ears when I'm trying to sleep, you know. Um, anyway, um, it's uh, Kjorg, right? So this character's Paul. <clears throat> yes. I saw you in the competition last night. Good work, good work. Ferocious in battle. Yeah, did you did you like uh, Draco Kelly's shield? Uh, yeah, yeah, it's very cool. I like how it's like um like extended, uh, sort of shifted back and forth. Caught my eye. That did good eye on you too for noticing. Yeah, well, it's mine now. Oh, is it? And I pull it out, and I do the thing. Oh, let me see. Guys, do you care if I look at that? Take it. He takes it and he kind of does the thing where he slides it out and locks it in and slides it back up. Ah, it's a very, very simple design. I wonder where this came from. This, uh, you know, kind of, kind of reminds me of some things I've seen from down uh, toward uh, the old east, uh, like Barlin's Pass, perhaps. That's where he got it from. Oh, oh, well. Uh, have you come to to solace to me or something? No, I was going to see if maybe you could. I at least would like to get it. Uh, new design put on it. Oh, see, not partial to this orange thing here. Right. Well, exactly what you like to get put on there? On that symbol that I made, mm-hmm. it's just the four arms, right? I haven't seen that in a while. It's like four arms, but also like red and black. Oh, that's cool. Or a triangle. And... So I will t- show him the sim- that symbol. Okay. That's what I want on it. Okay. But also... A golden son of Palor, like around that, that kind of cuts into the triangles. Right. So, so you kind of want like the like it's like you cut that out and pasted it on top of a son of Palor, kind of. Or that's inside the son of Palor. Just the okay. Arms. So it's like touches the inside of it, like the triangle. Yes. Okay. Ah, uh, I see. I see. All right. Well, uh, I, I, I'll tell you what. You. Um, how, how long do you have? How how quickly do you need it? Well, the match is tomorrow, right? You're at least going to have one day. You guys don't really know what to expect tomorrow. You could be, but you're not sure. Well, I possibly would like to use it tomorrow. Oh, tomorrow. Tomorrow. Um, I could probably do that. It shouldn't take me too long. I'm, uh, I'm just kind of toying around today. Not a lot of work during the gauntlet, you know, here. Uh, so, how about uh, you come back this time tomorrow? Sure. You th- Are there any improvements you think you could do to it? Uh, like what, exactly? I don't know. Well, how about you just let me think on it? All right. I'll think on it. All right. And we'll, we'll talk about payment as well? Yes. All right. Uh, well, it's a pleasure doing business with you. It reaches forth a dirty hand. I reach forth a dirty hand as well. And nice to see you, of course, Juniper. Uh, yeah, um, nice to see you too, Cliff. Um, ha- have a have a good day. And she, like, kind of backs out slowly. Yes, I leave as well. That place is so disorganized. It's, I, I'm just so stressed out the whole time I'm inside there. It seems pretty nice to me. 
Oh, he's a great guy, super nice guy, but like, oh my goodness, if you would just give me like one day, I could totally transform his entire organizational plan inside there. But then he wouldn't know where anything was. Well, of course he would. There'd be a system. <laughs> anyway, it's just it's just me. I mean, I'm not going to like do it or ask him. I mean, unless you think he would say yes. No, he wouldn't. No, I, I shouldn't. Okay, you're right. Her name is Talia. She is a gold-skinned tiefling with purple hair. What? <laughs> what did you say? Her name is, is Talia. Gold-skinned tiefling. Do you know a gold-skinned tiefling named Talia? Saul walks back over and sits down right next to Marie. Marie, like, reaches out and puts a hand on yours. Gold skin. Are you sure? Yes, I'm sure, says um, Rivora. Are you familiar with that witch? He looks at Marie. Are you familiar with a... No. <laughs> he started to play off that he didn't know. You look over and Hope and Kel's looking right at you. He locks eyes with Hope and Kel. And he grasps Marie's hand. Mm-hmm. Talia. <laughs> Talia. Talia was banished from the Nine Hells. Talia is the queen of the Burning Circle. Or was. Talia's my mother. Rivora stands up. Your mother? How are we to trust this? And Paylor holds up a hand. She just, she just, just cuts her right off. Rivora, I understand your anger, and this woman has done much to harm you, and I understand that, and I understand why you would mistrust Saul, but trust me when I tell you that his motives are pure and he is on our side. She looks at him for a second, she looks back at you, she gives you a nod, and then she sits back down. He, uh, he's still looking at Hope and Kel and raises an eyebrow, he's like, are you, are you sure? Talia was the only good of the nine in the hell. She was... No. She's manipulated. And yet, Saul, says Hope and Kill, correct me if I'm wrong, but you and your sister were not quite what I would call good when you were in the hells, were you? <laughs> oh. No, of course not. Things change, and Blackfire is the most powerful tiefling who has ever lived. In fact, he is not a tiefling at all, Openkill says, looking at Paylor. Blackfire is the god of the hills, and he has taken your mother as his wife. Then she has surpassed Serastus, for sure. I, I don't know what to say. Paylor walks over to you puts a hand on your shoulder. I know this must be very difficult, Saul, but if she is your mother, don't give up on her yet. Perhaps if you could find her and speak with her, perhaps you could do something. Change her mind. Stop her. <laughs> perhaps Miss could do something. I... <sighs> Marie, like, holds up a hand. And Paylor says... Yes, yes, Marie, of course. Well, perhaps, Saul, we could go and get Misk. 
We could what? Really? Go and she's here. She is here on Manumi. Perhaps we could go and find yeah. her. And the two of you together, if we could... Surely the two of you together could could do something. Neftalia is your mother. <laughs> together. Were you there whenever I separated from Misk? I don't... I was there. But, Saul, you love your sister dearly. And she loves you. We Everything will be fine. I have no doubt that the two of you can reconcile. <laughs> she... Oh, you certainly are more optimistic than I am on that one. I'm sorry, Saul, but I'm afraid that if there is a chance that you and Misk together could turn one of Blackfire's own generals against him, that is a victory in this war that could be so, so, so much. Saul takes out a cigar and puts it in his mouth. He does not light it. Okay. Just chews on it. Yep. Do you... <laughs> she betrayed me. And I, in turn, hurt her. I do love my sister, but I'm afraid of my sister. Can you find her? Hope and Kel speaks up. Saul, let me remind you. I stood there in my halls. I looked into your hearts, each of you, and I asked, What will you do? I saw the one that Misk used to be, and I saw who she is now. You have nothing to fear from Misk. Every regretful thing that has happened in her past is just that. It is the past. If you go to her and you call on her, I am certain the two of you can reconcile your differences. And as our Lord Pelor has expressed, it is very important. And Marie says, I can find her quite easily, actually. I'm, I'm, the two of you are connected. I can do a, I can uh, conduct a location spell and we should be able to find her quite easily. Saul looks at Hope and Kel and says, Spoken from the heart of a dragon. Looks at Maureen. Let's try it. She stands up. She pulls a small purple stone from her pocket, kind of like a jagged stone, and she holds it and begins to glow, and she uh, makes a sigil in the air, and she speaks some words under her breath, and then um, she pulls out a map from her pocket that you have had for this journey and she begins to draw a line with her finger and she stops to the east she is here and Zahn looks over at it Paylor she's in Barlin's Pass not in Dimmerhold that is not far from here Sol I I will have to go to her I'll have to call Kjorg and tell him I'm not coming, but one of you needs to to go to Dimmerhold. Now. Saul, we we will send someone to Dimmerhold, says Hobbitkill. I will go, and if I can, I will take my brother with me. If you leave at once, you should be able to reach Barlin's Pass by the morning. 
You should go at once. <laughs> he uh, gets up, takes a knee, bows. Uh, my lord, this has been the most terrifying and amazing 30 minutes of my existence on Manumi. <laughs> I will go immediately. Will you come with me, my dear? Of course, where else would I go? <laughs> he uh, pulls her up from her chair and with one arm hugging her. Shall we? We shall. And Venrea turns. It was nice to meet the both of you. Be careful out there and, you know, don't get killed. <laughs> oh, I assure you, neither of us will be dying on this plane. Oh, Venrea. Oh, yes? Thank you for gifting me with your dagger. Oh, you are quite welcome. After all, it was Hope and Kel who gave it to you in the first place, she says with a look at her brother. He just kind of smiles. Lady Rivora, I've bested one dragon. I'd love to best another. He grins wickedly as he's walking away. She smirks at the back of your head. And with that, I think that's where we're going to cut this, this week's episode. Bruh. That's a short episode, bro. That's the shortest one we've ever done in our whole lives. We're at 56 minutes. And he has to tag something onto this. Well, there'll be some cut, but there's also going to be a scene not with you guys in this episode. Who's it with? Not with none of us. A scene with... Other people. Not with any of us. Grand? None of you will be in the scene. Who's going to be in it? Uh, Other people. Satsaurus. Satsaurus was on the thing. Satsaurus was up here, so I mean. It'll be really cool that way. Trust me. It'll be better that way than going, oh, there's going to be a scene with so and so. I will say, Satsaurus was on the thing, and Paul's a terrible liar, so he might, may or may not. (laughs) We don't know. What? No, that's not. His, oh, shut up. You I, said have no idea. I have no idea he what He did that random is. rolls like forever ago. Yeah, I have no idea Could what Could have been rolls for his, I don't know, for rolls. his charisma or something. I don't know. You never know. So anyway, uh, that is going to be it for this week's episode of Maybe Believe Heroes. Noise! What? We hope that Noise. you enjoyed this one. A little bit more of a laid back episode, except for that thing at the end that nobody knows what it was about. Oh my gosh. Who knows what's going on there? Could have been laid back. Could have not been laid back. No! Could be really cool. Could I be terrible. I want to know. Uh, one day we'll this all. So dumb. I would like to know. See, this is dumb. Our, we our, should know. Our characters are preparing and building themselves up for what comes next. Yeah, oh, the next part in the episode. Head. You think they can win the gauntlet? Who no. knows? No. Yes. Will I'm we even get sure, to do it? I'm pretty sure they've got six days after today. Like, this is day one of seven until the winter solstice. Mm. Then we're all going to wonder what's going to happen. wonder what's going to happen over those next few Maybe days. Maybe we'll all get an arm cut off and we can be, like, cured. Thank you guys for listening. Thank you for your support, you your love, so your appreciation. We are uh, so thankful, and we look forward to being with you again next no. week. Um, I'm a Gertstone Fire robot. Have a good week. Robot no. Guardian. Bye. We love you. We love you. Goodbye. Yes. Goodbye. Goodbye. Deuces. Thank you very much, uh, to Big Peach. We really appreciate the review. Thank you so much. Felicia? Yes. Appreciate the review. No, we can't. I didn't think you could hear me eating. Yeah, no, it literally sounded like you had a mouth full of granola. We love you, Big Peach. Very uh, yeah. mystical and full of fantasy. Where this are is we one going? of my favorite podcasts. <laughs> I knew it. Because it's full of fantasy.
I die for something worth dying for. Okay. That's good. And I walk away. It's a better speech than Chris ever could have given. I'm glad I got on that one. I was thinking, I was going to take the punch and be like. I kind of like fix her hair a little and I lay back down and nuzzle up next to her. So sweet. Earlier though, when she walked in, I was like, oh my gosh, am I going to cry right now? (laughs) That would have been something. But I I didn't know. I I was getting really emotional. But I yeah. was mad at I was actually mad she at She just Paul nuzzles up to her and emotional damage.